fuck. You were late. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, well, no, it's when you do it like that, like everybody's at a different time, you're fine. That's how you sync it. It's close enough. The science works, I promise. Okay. I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, all right, so uh, I got to put on my Pope face. <clears throat> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Macabre Homie uh, Masters. Um, I am, uh, I'm hanging out, man. I'm Pope and I'm hanging out with my friend, original Nick and our friend Vicky, Vicky D, uh, from the dead air podcast, which at the point of this actually recording hasn't been released yet, but, uh, all you motherfuckers better get ready. Cause that shit's going to be tits. Um, we've recorded a few episodes and they're awesome. We're still fucking around with the format and everything, but Hey, uh, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good this morning. It's, it's very early. Yeah, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Okay, great. That's awesome. I always love it when I ask people how they're doing and they say two words. That's cool. I'll just carry the podcast. Thanks. Okay. Um, You're welcome. This is why I'm here. I said three four words, to be fair. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so that was double. All right. Well, it's, it's really, really, really early, so I can't math. Um, or talk. Me no speak English good. Okay. So, uh, guys, tonight is actually a fun one. Uh, here on Macabre Masters, we have previously talked about Stephen King. Uh, and tonight we're going to do a little bit of a follow-up. And we are going to talk about the uh, franchise that is known as The Shining. Now, The Shining is really interesting and really cool because when you talk about movies and, uh, movies and, uh, and books and everything else in TV series... Uh, you typically don't see as many interpretations of the same media as you can get from The Shining. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, goddamn, there's the book, there's the little, little fucking miniseries, there's the Kubrick movie, there's probably a comic, there's probably a few porn parodies out there. I'm looking it oh up Oh my right god, now. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> I, I'm looking it up right motherfucking now. I kind of need to know, I, I need you to clarify whether that's a thing or not. I, this is happening. I'm looking it up. For right, hey, Nick, carry, carry the podcast while I look this up. For sure. So on accident, uh, I said I would take on uh, the second episode, like if we did a redo, because I'm in the middle of reading the first book, uh, The Shining. I bought both at the same time, thought I was going to sit down and read for seven hours straight, got to chapter six in the first book, and then I was like, oh, I got to go to work. And then I got busy, so I haven't read it yet. Uh, already vastly different than the movie. Um, I don't want to spoil it now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's super oh. different. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> there are several. Uh, like a multitude? Like copious amounts? <laughs> You know what? You know what the part that like porn really honed in on for this though, actually, believe it or not, the bad thing. It's, it's to the tw- no, it's the twins, man. Ooh, the twins really? That's so weird. it's it's a lot of like kind of gross, like fucking. Well, I mean, they're all like you know, like ostensibly around eighteen hotties. Sure, you know what I mean? They the didn't, concept, you know, yeah, that's. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's whenever I, I one time as a joke looked up Jurassic Park porn parodies, My and goodness. all of it circled around. Um, it circled around Lex 
but she was like the, she was aged up right she was aged up so <laughs> I, that somehow makes it okay i mean it's like um, anime she's uh she's actually not 12 she's a thousand year old demon yeah see <laughs> there you go right there that's the justification yeah but no like it's a lot of dudes like fucking twins like it's i mean and they got the little dresses and everything i mean this is this is professional level stuff all right, all right. Go, uh, Shining Twin Girls. I feel like I just so, learned something um, really important. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure that that's going to come in handy in the future. Is it, if, if it exists, there's porn of it. Rule 34 is in full effect, even with The Shining. I did not see a funny name, though. They always have funny names. I'm going to arbitrarily call it The Boning and be done with it. Uh, or The this. Coming. That that's would be the a good third, one, That's too. the third Stephen King book after Dr. Sleep. Um, may I propose The, the Glistening? <laughs> uh, see that see that works too yeah exactly um see no see dr sleep the porn parody actually is really despicable because that is a uh that is that is a genre we don't like to go into here on macabre masters which is uh i was gonna make a roofie joke but i decided oh it's gosh. probably not in good taste all right moving on <laughs> normally we record okay, the so podcast at like five o'clock in the afternoon but it's and my time is 233 pop masters after dark <laughs> in the morning <laughs> yeah I'm t- well you see i've always said we should do an after dark called macabre bastards yeah put it up on patreon um, <laughs> yeah on patreon but we don't have $1 a dollar a month <laughs> yeah seriously sense. you get all the spicy hot fucking analysis of porno movies <laughs> um the uh okay cool so the Shining, besides having a multitude of porn <laughs> versions, uh, also has a multitude of other media. And what makes it special and interesting is that is they're all different. And the reason that they're different is because of Stephen King. Mm. Uh, the original movie in 1980, was it 80, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was 1980, even. 1980, even. Damn, I'm good. Um, so <laughs> the original Stephen, the original movie was uh, made by Stanley uh, Kubrick or Kubrick or Kabrak or Rubik's Kubrick. Cube. I don't remember. The Cube. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> Cube, Hubert, whatever. Um, <laughs> So it was done by him, <laughs> and uh, it was fun. It was a good movie, I guess, if you like shitty movies. And uh, that's blasphemy. What I just said is blasphemy. That movie is beloved. It's known as a classic, but I share Stephen King's opinion. Stephen King hated it. And, um, very true. So let's start there. It's kind of let's drawn start out with the, the most famous piece of media uh, that, uh, that comes with it. So um, what did you guys think? about the uh jack nicholson vehicle known as the shining um so i'm not as big of a fan of the movie as i am the miniseries or and to be honest like while we're talking about the multimedia i first got introduced to the shining through the simpsons not through the book not through the movie like i watched the simpsons episode as a kid and that is how i first learned about the shining and then i have multitudes of friends right who are big fans of the books or kubrick films or however you want to go about it but i wasn't as impressed with the movie as i was the miniseries and i think a lot of that has to do with the miniseries reflects a lot more on stephen king's vision of what he wrote and what he experienced and and how he felt about um where he stayed when he was writing it which was the stanley hotel here in colorado so i think that there's a lot to be said for being able to represent the author's vision versus kind of taking those liberal interpretations and going forward with it like cuban did it just didn't have the same impact or the same flow 
personally. Hmm. Okay. And so um, I guess the question really would be if the author's vision is the truest vision of whatever it is. Now, I, no, no, I know Which the knee-jerk is, is going to be, yes, of course, you know, but... <laughs> all art is interpretation right whether it's a, a book or a painting or a movie like it's all interpretation and then that's porn. why we are able to reboot <laughs> things over and over and over again that's a really valid point actually to be honest <laughs> they also had uh just so you guys know on the same google search it also uh just in case you're curious had wizard of oz porn it was oh. uh, midgets it was little people <laughs> It's pretty cool. I definitely bookmarked. <laughs> um. So I have a phobia of of small people, like not small what? humans, like children. I do, I do. So like, the, it's not anything personal. I can't think of anything that's ever happened in my life that caused it, but it is an issue for me. And so like, little people porn scares me. That's like terrifying. I can't it's even like imagine that. It's like a horror movie for you. Oh my god! Yeah, like, it really I've is. Never, I've never been scared and turned on at the same time. This that's got to be interesting. Oh my god! Um, there's some astoundingly beautiful little people out there. Like uh, like uh, what's her name? Fucking All those TikTokers. Money there's like twelve of them. No, no, like what's what's her goddamn name? She was a the dude. She's uh Bridget. Yeah, Bridget the midget. Oh, right, Peter she played Shaggy's love interest in Big Peter, Money Wrestlers. Peter Dinklage is hot. Not gonna lie. Uh, well, Bridget the Midget is a porn actress. By the way, fun <laughs> fact: I actually uh, used to practice in the same practice space as her band. She has a band. I never got to meet her though, unfortunately. Aww. I mean, that's kind of um, cool though. Yeah, it's, it's just a cool little thing. I always want to meet her. You know, just like say hi. But uh, with that said, um, Nick, so did how do you how do you feel about Kubrick? You you into it? You out of it? I think. Personally, I think it's its own beast. After reading the first six chapters of the book, I think they're vastly different beings. I think they're different uh, vessels for a different vision. Um, and I read something about it, and it makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that the book Shining is a traditional haunted house or haunted hotel, if you will, with actual ghosts, actual beings roaming the halls. And the movie is more of a psychological horror with a man putting himself into the situation and his own mental status, um, kind of creating these beings within his own mind in the, in the, uh, the book shining, they are physically there, you know, like, uh, the kid Danny has his friend Tony and it's just his finger. But in the book already I've, that I've read, Tony is a physical being that he can see and physically talks to, uh, also, uh, the wife, Wendy, is much more powerful and strong in the book. Uh, she's kind of kind of weak in the movie. <laughs> she just kind of gets run over, and I don't know. She's not as interesting. And then Jack is a lot more caring and loving in the book. He still did do really bad things. He's still a piece of shit dad. He did break a little kid's arm, and he did ass assault another child, which isn't really brought up in the movie, but... He lost his teaching job by hitting another kid because the kid slashed his tires. Um, <laughs> ridiculousness. Um, so I think it's just two different beings. I think it's two different beasts. One is psychological horror and one is traditional. This is a haunted... The, the ghosts that are in the hotel are messing with Jack. And I think we see that play better in the sequel movie. Uh, 
Dr. Sleep. So all three of those points that you made are actually addressed in the miniseries. Oh. They're all addressed in the miniseries. Yeah, no, like 100% And Stephen took a lot more control. Like with the miniseries, he mm-hmm. actually was a part of that because he wanted those things to be represented from the book too, which I think is really important to note. Now, yeah, exactly. Um, I will say of the miniseries this. Um, there's a lot of problems with it and a lot of flaws in it. But at the same time, I will say this. I felt like Jack's descent into... Okay, so first of all, I guess we should have said this. We're 14 minutes in. We should have said this, like, maybe in the beginning. <laughs> Guys, this is full spoilers, okay? We oh. are not, like... These movies... Uh, yeah. Okay, Wait. so, like, this movie came out in 1980. The fucking miniseries came out in 1997. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, then, like, you know, just listen to us talk about it and then forget it exists. I don't care. As long as you listen <laughs> and leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Um. With that said... Um, and also don't get mad at me for saying the movie sucks because it does. Um, so the miniseries is, it stands on its own. It does. And it has its merits. But what I really thought it captured really well was actually Jack's, um, kind of, it's what Stephen King does best. And we've talked about it before, Nick, is mm-hmm. the, Steve, the descent into insanity, the gradual descent and kind of these people being flawed and having to deal with their flaws. Um, the thing about it is is that Jack Nicholson, I want you guys to like kind of close your eyes for a second and picture something. You are married to Jack Nicholson. Mm. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the eyebrows. You're creeped out 24-7. 24-7. Can you imagine waking up next to that dude? He turns around in bed. He's like, good morning, honey. And you're I just like, oh, every- fuck. This guy's fucking scary. <laughs> fuck this. Okay. No, I'm sure Jack Nicholson is a perfectly good husband, perfectly good father, and word up and respect to Mr. Nicholson. But seriously, motherfucker, you are creepy. Okay. It's part of why he's so good at his craft, though. Like, if they can really terrify you that bad, then you know they're really a good actor, right? Just by their existence, yeah. Like he, like I, like he should have, like he should have played Pennywise the Dancing Clown. You know, Tim Curry was amazing, but I'm just saying it should have been Jack Nicholson because Jack is fucking scary. But point being that that Jack, as portrayed by Jack Nicholson, was creepy and a little off from the moment yeah. you see him. You're like, there's no way this ends well. There's no way. Sure. But in the miniseries, they actually casted a guy that looks kind of normal. He looks like a pretty normal dude. <laughs> sure, Stephen Weber is actually before... like really like the at home like iconical '90s dad, right? Like that's who who everybody saw. Oh, because like Wings? Sure, sure. I only know that because of research. I've never seen Wings. I mean, just the way he portrayed it, like it was a completely different type of fatherhood even. like And like you were saying, the whole descent into madness, I think the movie portrayed a lot more of the domestic violence sides of it with Jack Nicholson, whereas the miniseries, it was a lot more of, like you said, the dealing with addiction, the dealing with the, the going crazy slowly over time versus it just being this thing that sort of happens immediately right and and it's better that way because it was a gradual thing and it will be it would be a gradual thing i also actually want to um highlight the miniseries for another thing too um and really honestly all the forms of the shining including dr sleep which we'll get into in a second and what that is is actually the approach to the idea of alcoholism um I thought that, especially in the miniseries, I thought that the approach to it was very, um, 
very unflinching to like what re the reality of uh dealing with an alcoholic is like and the reality of being an alcoholic is like and um i don't know about you guys but i've had my struggles you know what i mean and i think we all have in some way it may not be alcohol it might be something else but we've all had our struggles and there's all the things that go with it there's acting like the person that you don't want to be and there's promising you'll never do it again and like there's all this other stuff and they really captured that and really hammered it home and while jack nicholson is just a crazy fucking bastard and you expect him to go crazy the entire movie the thing is is that like in the miniseries i felt like it was represented very well that he did not want to be the person he was becoming but uh he only had so much of a choice and um it was i mean it's really affecting especially when a child's involved and you know it's very unfair to a child to be put in a situation like that and to be harmed by their parents um i don't know i just i thought it was deeply affecting in that way and but also deeply um sad like i know it's supposed to be horror and you got naked ladies that slit their wrists in the bathtub and stuff like that but like underneath it there's like really a story of you know a dad trying to be better and failing mm-hmm. and um I think that's worth recognizing in all the forms of The Shining. Um, and then, obviously, Dr. Sleep kind of tackles the effects, the long-term effects of uh, how Jack acted. Now, uh, as far as the book goes, I don't like the book either. I just didn't oh. like The Shining. <laughs> Period. I just didn't. I mean, I love Stephen King. I've read most of his shit, but... The Shining is like one of those things where it's just like, this is so incredibly fucking whack. Like, what the fuck, Stephen King? But the reason is also because it's actually one of his very early ones. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, it's really... Can you imagine being an author and, like, the third book you write becomes, like, considered, like, a classic in cinematic horror? Like, an yeah. all-time fucking classic? Um, But, uh, so, Vicky, I know you haven't read the book. Uh, Nick, you got six chapters in. How are you feeling yep. about it? I'm feeling as though it's a lot more so here's what I don't like about the movie is they don't really go into what the shining really is and I think they they tackle it better in the sequel Doc, uh, Dr. Sleep of course but in the movie it's uh it's just Dick explaining that Danny has a power he has a talent and they kind of share like that mind swap of do you want some ice cream and then it's kind of not really talked on too much but i feel like in the book six chapters in he's already had the red rum vision he's already had a vision of the lady uh like i said um tony is a is a real physical tangible being um and from what i can gather so far it's like a life force uh it's like a magical power that uh the vampire people feed on in the second movie (laughs) so yeah so i i don't know i think it's a lot more I don't know. He's he's very detailed in the way he writes. It's it's kind of ridiculous how detailed he gets sometimes. I'm like, okay, Stephen King, please let's. Maybe I don't need to know about Danny's crotch. <laughs> he talks about. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't I creepy mean, like it. It wasn't creepy like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was no. Something else. He just talked about how like Danny had. Uh, so in the movie, Danny and Wendy are kind of t- talking at the table. But Danny in the book is sitting outside waiting for his dad the whole time. 
Um, and like it talks about how he has his hands on his knees and it comes down to the crotch of his pants or something like that. And I was like, all right, <laughs> maybe I didn't need to know that Stephen King. I really didn't. <laughs> Down by Stephen his King's the king of writing fucking <laughs> shit that you don't need to know. <laughs> that's just like that's his niche. He found yeah. it. He's like, does motherfuckers need to know this? Oh, I'm gonna write about it <laughs> right there. So uh, one thing that we kind of uh, kind of uh, didn't, I guess, the order of it maybe is we didn't even explain The Shining for people who haven't seen it. So mm. uh, the short version is this: um, two very much eighteen year old twins. Suck the dick of a guy. <laughs> um, they are incredibly 18 years old. I promise. So there was this time earlier today where my kids were like, hey, mom, we want to listen to your podcast. And now I have to tell them that that's not happening. Thanks, Pope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I uh, Some of my podcasts I, I keep pretty clean, but uh, I don't know. It's it's early. This is Macabre Bastards. But- it so, started off pretty clean, but yeah. No one listens. To I'm sorry. Podcast. Hey, I can make a censored version for you kids if you want. I'll cut it. I'll cut Just out. Send the, me the, the link and stuff. I'll email it to him. It's fine. Cool. Uh so The Shining. For those of you who don't know, is um, it's a story about um, Jack uh, Jack Torrance and his family. Uh, he's an alcoholic, and he gets uh, he's he's on the wagon for like five months. He gets hired to work at this hotel. This hotel is out in the middle of nowhere. They get snowed in for the winter. It's just part of the plan. And then he suddenly, uh, he very slowly and surely goes crazy. The hotel is haunted. They take control of Jack at the end, and he attempts to kill his family and ends up dying himself. Um, That is universal across all the versions. And then there's minor variations therein. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of the hotel, um, the inspiration for the story, there was – Actually, a few different inspirations, um, but one of them was actually Stephen King and his wife Tabitha stayed at the Stanley Hotel in uh, right outside of Boulder, Colorado, and um, in a place called they Estes thought it was Park. Really interesting. Actually, in a place called Estes Park, yes, <laughs> outside of Boulder, Colorado. And the reason I bring it up is because a certain Vicky, who's hanging out with us right now, obviously uh, has been there, has stayed there, and has stories to tell about the Stanley Hotel. So tell us all about uh, the awesomeness of that place because I saw the pictures and it just looks fucking sweet. So I don't like to use the word a lot. I kind of do, but um, it's epic. Like, honestly, it's beautiful. Everything about it is gorgeous. Um, It was originally built by Mr. Stanley as a cottage for his friends to come and visit um, and stay at while they were there. Yeah, like think of like your little getaway cabin. This giant hotel was built for his friends to come hang out in in the summer as a cottage, okay? Um, So Stephen King wrote the book in what is, it's actually room 217 in the movie. They say it's room 237. There is no room 237 in the hotel. Um, But the room is actually known to be haunted by a woman who used to be a housekeeper there. She um, actually fell through the floor of room 217 at one point and was there for several days. She lived through that whole ordeal, but it, she said to still haunt the room and play tricks on guests and like put their things away. If they're dirty, she will like tidy up the room for you and stuff like that. And there are lots of people that say things like that. Um, and then on the fourth floor as well, they say that it is haunted 
by children, um, like running up and down the halls, the energy of children and stuff like that, which is where we stayed. And I can attest to having heard like little children giggling outside at like three o'clock in the morning. It was the weirdest thing ever. And like my mom, Spidey sense was tingling the whole time. Uh, one of the coolest parts, I think, of the whole property there is the concert hall actually um so stanley built it for his wife she was a piano player and she wanted to be able to play for her friends and she played one concert before she realized she had stage fright and was never able to play in front of other people again and in the concert hall they say it's haunted by an old groundskeeper as well as a like hippie vagrant girl who was there in the 70s who was trying to get out of the blizzard and she broke into the concert hall and was in the basement and they found her body um, so there are definitely some things that have happened there that give rise to, to certain spiritual activity and stuff like that. Um, there's a, a gentleman who get a shamelessly plug as an amazing person, Aiden Sinclair. He does a seance there and different shows and stuff like that. And um, he has done things like where he's channeled the spirit of people who uh, spent a lot of time there and they believe have come back to the Stanley Hotel after they've passed their energy or whatnot. Now, whether you give credit to ghosts being haunted, things like that, um, I don't know. I will say that one of the most unique parts about the hotel is that it's actually not built on a foundation, but it's built directly into the mountain. And Colorado is known for being a very haunted place, um, one of the most haunted places on the continent. Uh, and a lot of that, they believe has to do with all of the mineral and magnetic content in the rocks so the idea that the hotel was actually built into the rock is one of the reasons why they say that this spiritual energy or this chi or however you want to phrase it is actually kind of stuck kind of like a, a loop on a cd so to speak it's just that energy getting stuck in there there's a lot of really cool history there actually and it's one of the most beautiful places of ever seen in my whole life like when i die i plan on going to the ghost bar and that is where i will spend my afterlife pope has already said he's gonna come visit me first rounds on me i will see you guys there <laughs> it's gonna be good um uh not the dead part but the ghost bar part <laughs> right right ghost booze has to be great. at the living funeral so it does it really does uh watsky actually has a really great song about uh ghosts hanging out and drinking it's really good um it's called Ghost Party. It's really it's really fun. Um, with that said, uh, since you've been there, actually, there has been rumors of another ethereal spirit haunting the halls of the Stanley Hotel. I want to let you know a little bit of research, uh, and that is the ghost of Jack Nicholson's career. Um, <laughs> it is said that he walks the halls saying, here's Johnny, to everybody who'll listen, which is nobody. Uh, with that said... Um, so, <laughs> so one of the other movies that was recorded there actually was Dumb and Dumber. And Jim Carrey was so freaked out by how it felt when he was there that he stayed for 10 minutes and was like, no, I'm going to go book me a, a room down the highway a little bit. Like, so that's really interesting to think about, too, that other people have stayed there of note, you know, celebrity and whatnot. And we're like, no, hell no. Hell motherfucking no. Like, they got <laughs> the hell out of there right away. He refused to stay there after dark at all. All righty then. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's good information. Did not know that. So, good deal. So, um, The Shining... The Shining as a uh, film and as a miniseries and as a book actually uh, gave rise to a sequel uh, quite a bit later called Dr. Sleep. It's been alluded to a few times in this podcast. Um, and Dr. Sleep, what it does 
is it follows the story of Danny, who was the child with the actual power of The Shining, um, and into adulthood. And so uh, there's a movie. It's great. It's got Ewan McGregor in it. And, oh, Baxter um, liked this one. It was great. No, yeah. the the movie was excellent. I haven't read the book. Um, I just saw the movie earlier today. Uh, it was fabulous. It's just absolutely fabulous. Just smoked the original. Like, <laughs> the, like just smoked it. I I told them earlier in, our, in Discord. I was like, um, The Shining was the shitty prequel. It was the Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace of this franchise, because the only one worth watching is Doctor Sleep. Um. So uh, it's great. And what I liked about it, there was a few things I liked about it personally, but one of the really main ones was that it, once again, like didn't flinch. Like the apple mm-hmm. does not fall far from the tree. And yep. Danny Torrance did not fall far from the tree. He's shown in the beginning to be an alcoholic, to be, uh, to be physically abusive towards people, um, to be uh, morally, not a morally upright person. And... Um, I, although I guess the thing that I got out of it was that he still had the spirits in his head and he still had all that stuff. And so he was trying to use alcohol to kind of shut it up. Mm-hmm. Can I make a and note about that, that actually? Was. So Please. I was talking yes, with course. Jason earlier about this. Um, and we were discussing like the idea that Danny self-medicated with drugs and alcohol and sex and stuff like that. And they show that really prevalent at the very beginning of Dr. Sleep. Um, one of the things that we were talking about is like, where does the shine come from? Cause they talk about in the Kubrick movie, nobody really knows if they even have a shine. A lot of people shine and they have no clue that they do. Um, and it's likely right. That Jack had shine that he was an alcoholic and didn't realize it. And he was numbing that shine. That could be where Danny got it from. Like if you want to go with a fan fiction sort of perspective. And so that, a need to self-medicate kind of went along with that need to numb the shine as well. And so it's really interesting to think about whether or not Jack might've had the shine and that's why he was so susceptible to the force of the house in the first place or the force of the hotel in the first place. And he just didn't know. I will say that if I had powers like that, I would do anything to numb them. Word. Anything. Like, in all serious, no Pope joke here. Like, completely serious. It would drive somebody in real life, it would drive them mad. And it does. I mean, there are people who absolutely are like that. Yeah, it's it's not something to be, you know, joked about. It's very delicate. And um, so I get that, and I sympathize. Um, Now, one thing I really appreciated about Dr. Sleep 2, there's a lot of things I really appreciated, but one thing I did... Was um so uh, one of the first things you figure out in Doctor Sleep is there's uh, more people with the shine, and um so you're like okay they're gonna fight right there's the bad there's the baddie Rose the Hat is is a badass right and you're like okay there's gonna be a fight but what are psychics when psychics are in movies fighting what's it always like it's always like ooh mind spooky <laughs> stuff that episode they of did South it Park and you're like nee, 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 nee. yeah 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 exactly. And it's, but they did it so well. Like, it was not mind spooky stuff. It was mm-hmm. like psychological fucking warfare. 
And Rebecca and, um, Ferguson so did an amazing get... job of showing that too, of, of actually weaponizing her psychic abilities, right? And being able to attack people and make people think things and then the different kinds of shine and powers that people had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just mm-hmm. this like unseen force, like the 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 younger girl, I can't remember her name, um, the pusher girl, Snake Bite Andy, right? She had oh, this yeah, actual power and she caused physical harm to people and and used her power in a way that was nefarious, but for good, like the anti-hero. For good, yeah. Yeah. She what so for those of you who haven't seen it yet, um, which you should, uh, Andy would lure uh use the internet to lure uh potential child molesters into uh an arrangement with her and then she would um persuade them using her shine. Uh she would basically encode a message that she would first of all mark them, um, and then encode a message where they basically had to tell their people around them that they were uh you know, fans of assaulting children. I like little and girls, so, um, right? Every time you see this in the I mirror, like little girls. you'll say out loud, I like little girls. Yeah. I've seen that movie probably exactly. like 20 or 30 times now. It's a family favorite. It's a great one. It's it's absolutely a great one. Um, And so uh, so she did. And that's actually interesting because she was using her powers for good, uh, a form of good, vigilante justice, but still a form of good. Um, and, uh, I mean, Rose the Hat kind of took that away and just made her into a fucking asshole. Um, (laughs) another interesting thing is a lot of people die in that movie with Ewan McGregor next to them. And they, so the shine, like, is described as steam in the movie, which is what these kind of psychic vampires use, Rose the Hat being one, and then later on Andy becoming another, and there's a few more. Um, it's described as steam that they can inhale a lot like drugs. And the scenes that they do it is a lot like you would see maybe people uh, like gathering around Coke or, you know, weed or something like that. But the thing is, is um, even people who ostensibly didn't have shine or it never mentioned them having it, when they died, the steam came out of all of them when Ewan McGregor was there. You watched it happen. Yeah. And so I think that the implication there was that everybody has at least a little bit. Which they you know see what in I mean? the movie. Um, like Dick actually says that to Danny. You know, that everybody has a little bit and some people have more, but not everybody realizes it, you know, or they don't know how to use it, things like that. And, yeah, the way he says it is, like, um, people who do good on a test without studying and stuff like that. Like, those little miracles that you see people pull off every day or the result of their shine. There's actually a really cool message in there when you get past the girl that's uh, marking, you know, sickos and the <laughs> women that die yeah. next to their baby and then haunt old dude, which, oh, my God, that was so disturbing. That was, yeah, that was He really kind of earned that, though. Was scary. That was some shit he earned, honestly. Like, hmm. I, I mean, like, the thing is, well, I mean, the thing is, is he like, knew what better. Do do? He well, knew what I, he was doing. Yeah, he should have known better. When uh, we and, know and better, book, we do better. I, I think I think uh, in the book it actually went a little bit more into that, and um, I, I haven't read the book, but I read a difference between the book and movie, like little article, and um, so they haunted him actually, like that bad decision that he made uh, in leaving the baby with that woman actually um, haunted him, and so literally, like the baby haunted him, it followed him. Um, in the movie, they were just kind of they got a cameo after it happened. They got an implication a, that they were bothering yeah. him, kind of <laughs> right. It wasn't as intense in the movie. Which, but still, even it's one of the most disturbing parts of the movie. That part, I mean, dead babies are just like fucking. They are that's disturbing stuff. Um, 
So it's 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 really interesting, and I still have to read the book to kind of get the differences between them. But I, I, I will say that um, I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was excellent. I thought it just really – it's the rare case of a sequel completely superseding what came before. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved uh, the new girl, um, Abra. I thought she was just so fucking – just so badass. I mean, yeah. she looks Rose the Hat dead in the face. Like, I am not scared of you. This little <laughs> this little girl, man, she's, she's – well, maybe like 12, 13 – She's just like fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm like this, this, this is my hero right here. If I was that brave when I was a kid, maybe my life would be de- well. My life's pretty good, but still. Um. So, uh, with that said, uh, you guys, I've been talking. You guys, what you, what you got, Doctor Sleep? What are your thoughts? Better, worse, great, terrible? Needs a porno version. I, I, I volunteer <laughs> as long as I get to hang out with Rebecca Ferguson. We're good. I, I'm down for that part. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could take the part where she converts old girl. It was there was a little bit of there's a little bit of lesbo vibes there, right? Just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you could take that and adapt it. Well, see, so all the other people would be standing around like it would work. It worked. <laughs> what they'd take be doing numbers. is. What they'd be doing is up to you, but this that could happen. You know what I gave Doctor Sleep? Um, in a lot of the same way that the miniseries was able to give you some compassion for Jack Torrance, there was a few parts in Doctor Sleep where you actually have compassion for Rose the Hat and her merry band of following vampire soul suckers, right? Like you feel bad for um Crow. Like, I really felt for Crow Daddy. Like, he really loved her and was really just trying to make his woman happy, you know? And she was using that. And the way she used them all, like, when the older, the older grandpa, I can't remember his name, but the older character out of them, uh, the bad yeah. guys, right? Like, when he passed and, and they ate his steam, like, I really felt bad, like, in that moment. It brought some sentimentality. And I will give. The credit, honestly, to Mike Flanagan, the director, he's the guy that's also doing Blind Manor, and um, he did uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix, and he is really good at telling a horror story, right, and actually making you feel all of the different parts and perspectives and, and, and empathize with different characters on a different level and showing their story, which is really cool, honestly. I think it, it's a lot, one of the reasons why Dr. Sleep is a lot better is the storyteller and that interpretation of King's writing um, just kind of blows you out of the water. He's a great director, and I really love a lot of his work in general. So I think his talent really shone, show, shined through, shined through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, uh, yeah. So, but I, just in general, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Glistened through. So but I think Mike Flanagan is a big part of why Dr. Sleep was so much better because Kubrick was edgy in his day, right? And Mike Flanagan yeah. isn't necessarily an edgy director. That's not what he was going for. He was trying to go for something that was more cohesive. I really felt like there are things that were left to interpretation in the movie that Dr. Sleep actually kind of explained and solidified uh, in the storytelling, which is part of what made it better as well. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, have you seen or read The Stand? Because they talk about the shine in that as well. And so Stephen King brings a lot of his stories between different books together. And so there's a lot of stuff that can be translated and helps you understand the shining and the shine um, and the steam and what 
that looks like in other worlds as well. It's kind of like uh, The Walking Dead versus Fear the Walking Dead, right? Like you get different perspectives and different characters on mm. what this iconic thing is. So if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. The newer version with Alexander Skarsgård is actually really good. I've read The Stand. Um, I haven't seen any of the movies or anything like that, but I definitely read it. That is a unit of a book. <laughs> Word. <laughs> that is a freaking yeah, unit. I watched, I watched the miniseries when I was a kid because it came out a while ago. From my understanding, there is a central unit to the whole Stephen King universe. If I'm not correct, it's the Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. Yeah. So maybe yes. is, is The Shining Which is another in good the Dark movie. Tower as well? It is in the movie. Okay. So is it like a maybe we should do another episode on the Dark Tower, which is like four of those books, right? Or six oh, of them? Dude, there's like 27 Ooh. of them. There's like seriously. Ooh. I'm kidding. There's not 27 <laughs> of them. There's 26. It's like a lot though. There's like it is. There's six tons. or mm-hmm. seven or something like that. I, I guess it was which be like I, the it's central one of my favorite point, yeah. things about all of it is cuz I've never read any of the books, but all of them even it and dairy all connect into each other in one way, shape, or form, which it's mm. funny because it's another six degrees of separation. The audible book is read by the guy who played Jack Torrance in the miniseries for the book It, like on Audible, which is really kind of mm. creepy because he's got that weird kind of creepy voice and it goes really well with it. Whoa, wait a second. I, I actually have the audible. I lit the last time I read it was actually through the audio version. That was that was mm. that was old dude. Yeah, so if you go on Audible, they're like a signature Audible-approved whatever version of it is read by Stephen Weber, the guy who played Jack Torrance in the miniseries. Let me check the one wow. I have, man, because I that I'm is show awesome. You. <laughs> That's freaking cool. I did not know that. Uh, when I listened to it, I was like, I was just dreading the part with the, you know, at the end, the famous part. Like I was like, dude, how is anybody gonna read this without feeling weird about it? But that's what a professional does, man. That's why professionals do this and I don't. Because I just be like, man, I am not reading that shit about the kids. Like, this is about to be a fucking abridged version. <laughs> like, no <laughs> thanks. That's fucking weird, guys. All right, let's see. Dune, Vampire Lestat, Heir to the Empire. I got a lot of books. Jesus. Me too. You got I'm the Wheel of Time series? There we go. Yeah, okay. Uh, so right I now- actually read good stuff. No, I don't want to download it. I just want to see it. I know, right? I'm just what I'm trying to do too. <laughs> yes, I just want to view it. Now it's a race. So if you can see it, I don't know if you can see it. Ah, maybe. No, it's too white. It's not showing up on the screen. So, but it's it by Stephen King, narrated by Stephen Weber. Forty-four hours and fifty-five minutes for your listening oh my, pleasure. Forty-four hours. That's it. That's for the, the one book, I have. That's the, the one I listen book. to. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the same guy who was the dad on on the the miniseries. Man, he he knocked it out of the park. He really did. Right. He's awesome. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of weird. I will say that one big difference between Doctor Sleep, uh, the movie and the book, um, once again because I read that article, is that um actually at the end of the book, uh, mm-hmm. Danny did not die. Um. So we really. So we we watched we watched the Doctor Sleep, the dad did interview either. with. So we watched the thing, um, what you call it? We watched the interview with 
Stephen King, and it kind of corrects what um, Stanley Kubrick messed up in the movie. Because at the end of The Shining, the book, spoilers, um, I'm going to have to actually so do a lot more work if I'm going to spoil it. Wait, this but entire thing they, is a spoiler. <laughs> I know, word. but still. But, you need uh, to put that in the title. So at the end of the book, um, Jack is more caring boy. and tells Danny to run away. He tells him to run away because it happens. So the way that Danny destroys the hotel is how Jack does it in the book. Jack is the the pressure's mounting in the boiler room. Uh, he's being taken over by the uh, the shining demon ghosts, and the hotel blows up with him in it. And Danny gets away. Um, that didn't happen in the movie. Uh, Jack Torrance dies, becomes a picture frame, uh, and then the movie's over. <laughs> also, Dick doesn't die in the book, so they brought him oh, back good. as a ghost in Doctor Sleep. So that that's why Stephen King was like, he kind of brought him back in the only way that he really could, and that's a ghost. He also didn't um, die in the miniseries. Mm, so, yeah, because it's closer to the... Uh, so that's what I would have a problem watching the miniseries then watching Dr. Sleep because he'd be like, wait, I thought, I thought he was still alive. Why is he a ghost? I don't know. Uh, so it kind of corrects the potential passage of time, like in that issue, because it is what 15 (laughs) years later, (laughs) Yeah, you know, so, but you know, you're right. Like, honestly, it's not as cohesive (laughs) if you compare it. You guys, you guys Mm. know the guy who played Dick actually, he died in 2021. Like he died really recently. I I forget his name. The new guy or the old guy? The 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 old old guy guy. died in like 19. No, the first one I think died a long time ago. He was born 1910. The first 2021, my man, he, he said 1910. Damn, bro. 1910? From, from from the first Shining movie, it was 1910. The guy who played really? Dick? At least that's what I read on the IMDb. Okay, well, IMDb got uh, you fucked cool. up. My dude died in fucking... My dude died in 2021, okay? Oops. He said All right, born in 1910, not died in 1910. Yeah, like, dude. Maybe. You don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. From IMDb, a certain manner of Amazon speaking, depending on your feelings on the space-time continuum, the moment we born is the moment we die anyway. When you're looking at it from a cosmological standpoint, which are both happening at the exact same time that we're having this podcast right now, if you mm-hmm. want to look at it from that standpoint, there's just me dying and being born a million times in all the multiverses. No. He's totally right, dude. It says right here that the original Dick was born May 23rd, 1910 in mm-hmm. Terry Hot, Indiana, and he died November 22nd, 1986 in Van Nuys, Los Angeles. Oh, my God. I wonder who I saw then. Wow. Okay. My bad. Sorry, guys. Not trying to put out bad information here. <laughs> I suck at everything I got forever. you back, original Nick. It's okay. Uh-huh. All right, well, maybe it was the new one that died, which, in that case, that sucks. That's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Somebody died, damn it. Somebody died. Um, I don't yeah, know Yeah, like 100,000. No, what did we figure out? It's like 70,000 people a year. Oh, my God, the numbers. The numbers of people that die per day is just obscene. Uh, but then again, the number of people that are born every day is obscene, too. People need to stop fucking yeah. so much, man. Be celibate. Go be priests. <laughs> Uh, don't be priests. Actually, not when stay there's away from the priest, shining so. porn out there. That's not gonna happen. How can I'm people resist? Uh, I'm telling you, like fucking. Hey, you know, you know that would be really weird if you were like getting down with twins and knocked them both up. Like, wouldn't that be weird? Oh my god! Would you? It happens. Would the, baby, 
Does it? Wait, there was a story. There's a story that happened. It was two sets of twins, like two boy twins, like got two girl twins. So With it's two like girl twins, and then they had babies like two months apart. Yeah, I remember that. And they and had like, like almost the exact same genetics and cousins at the same time. It's like technically they're siblings because it's you know. <sighs> Natural well, cloning. Why have you guys been reading the Alabama newspaper again? Like, that was my wife. That was my wife who looked that up. The family <laughs> reunion must be fucking awkward. They're so close to genetics that you wouldn't be able to tell them apart in a blood test. Like these two mm-hmm. cousins. Like it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Charles Darwin is stoked. Um, I don't. Yeah, because. I... Because twins are natural I mean, clones, this isn't like you know. The Indiana the blue DNA. people, like. I'm, I'm just saying, man. I'm it's just not saying. wrong. Turn three. <laughs> hey, look, weird shit happens in the South. Okay, like I live down there. It's weird. All right. I still live down there. Hey, that's where they filmed Doctor Sleep was Covington, I believe. Really. <laughs> I believe so. We watched it, and uh, my father-in-law works down there. He or he used to. He used to teach uh, the firefighter classes there, and he was like. That's Covington. I see that every day. <laughs> they filmed it in that little courtyard area with the train. See, that's how I've been watching the miniseries. Yeah. So, because, like, the hotel, <laughs> it's, it's like, right, right there. there. They talk about Stapleton Hotel and, like, that – or Stapleton Airport. That airport's been shut down now for almost 30 years. Like, so there's a lot of stuff because I actually grew up, like – a couple of neighborhoods away from that airport. You know, we used to go up to Estes Park every summer and see the Stanley Hotel. So I'm the same way. I'm like, when I see stuff in movies, I'm like, yeah, I know that place. Yeah, no one comes to my hometown. <laughs> they did once in Iron Man 3, but Tennessee wanted too much money for Chattanooga. <laughs> so they dressed up Savannah. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I, I've seen a few places in L.A. that I've been in music videos. <laughs> Compton, Inglewood. Um, with that said, uh, guys, uh, Zoom is actually slapping us on the wrist again. Um, so, and it's probably about time to wrap this one up anyway. So, it uh, is. I got fifty-six minutes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, something. Yeah, right here, same concept. So, uh, guys, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation about the Shining franchise. We hope you've learned a little bit about. The franchise, which is basically don't watch the first one. Maybe watch the miniseries. There is a lot of talking, though. So uh, Definitely watch can... the Simpsons episode. But watch the Simpsons episode, which is dope. I haven't seen it, but I trust Vicky's judgment on that. And then uh, also watch Dr. Sleep because Dr. Sleep is fabulous. But with that said, um, Vicky, as I'm sure you know, uh, we have a uh, cool little... Uh, thing here where at the end we close out with shout outs which is like what's going on in your life or anybody you want to shout out like any homies or whatever so uh vicky i'm gonna let you lead out our shout outs today what's going on um i have my oldest child is getting ready to turn 13 here in a couple of days next saturday so that's the big one right you know it's over the hill after Mm -hmm. that pretty much it's the peak of life so i would like to say happy birthday to my son anthony so hopefully he'll get to hear the edited version of this with less <laughs> shining porn. I'm just going to put beep. Yeah. Do the 13 plus version so, and then. <laughs> right, right. Well, he's old enough now, right? So maybe. Um, no, but I'd like to say happy birthday to my son and just uh, hope that this snow melts fast enough here. We got like 10 inches in three hours today, um, which was wicked ridiculous, especially after having no snow all year. So I'm hoping Oddly, that melts fast enough that 
we can start uh, pulling logs in and start finally building our cabins out here. That is what's going on in my life. Oddly, 10 inches in three hours is the same statistics for the Shining porno. Um, with that said, um, Nick, um, <laughs> I mean, there were obviously edits. Some stuff fell on the cutting room floor, but, I mean, shooting takes a while. you got to set up and stuff. Uh, with that said, Nick, Clutter, what are your shout-outs? <laughs> the glistening. So, um, Coming soon. <laughs> That's the name of this episode uh, now. The glistening, hell yeah. The glistening, an analysis of the Shining yep. series. Um, so I don't have a whole lot going on right now. I finally uh, will be able to dedicate a little more time to macabre homies, whatever we do, uh, macabre non-binaries or whatever. Because if we got, you know, more than yeah. just a bunch of guys on here, maybe not masters, but oh, we could all be macabre. Are you are you us. saying that women can't be masters? I thought yeah, it was mistress at that point. Bro, that's sexist. I thought it was masters and mistress. Fuck, bro. Oh, man. Nick's There's so canceled. many Payman, vernaculars Payman. for that, though. I'll take pimpstress, please. Pimpstress is pimpstress. good. Okay. Like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, okay. So um, I'll be able to dedicate a lot more time to this. Um, I thought I was bringing Lorecast back. It turns out um, it's really hard to get interviews with people sometimes. So my at this point, we all know that he's about to propose to my sister. We don't know when. So my future brother-in-law and I were talking. So I don't know if you guys play D&D, um, but there's like a whole thing called Session Zero where you build the world, you build the characters, you get all the stats and everything, and then you have Session One. So the two of us want to start a podcast where we only do Session Zeros and call it Session Zero, where we set up the whole world, the characters and everything, and, and then, then never, never do it. it and just do I'm, that yeah i'm so good and then just at do that. that my adhd is prime for that <laughs> so we want to do that and then i'm starting to do a lot more audio dramas and voice acting um so i'm starting to ramp that up on my main channel the original nick show uh got a few pilots coming out so that'd be great no dates on that's those. really cool <laughs> yeah what kind of voice acting like animated or like commercial voice acting so mostly what I do um, is I always Michael am Richards? the narr- <laughs> I'm always the narrator. So basically, whenever you listen to Audible, I'm always the guy who does the in-between words. I always hire uh, voice actors to do the parts because I think that's more interesting than just me doing all the voices. So I always hire uh, friends or uh, actors to play the specific characters, and I always do the in-between, the actions, the reading. Um, of the boring stuff. Um, I also That's cool. I, like the a, Neil Gaiman books where yeah. Neil Gaiman reads his parts and then he has like uh, James McAvoy do everything else. Oh, Unrelated like, side like note, Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman is the worst narrator ever. He sucks. He's um, he could read the back of a shampoo bottle to me and I would swoon. Are you crazy? Well, he's like, guys, look, this is him, okay? Hi, I'm Neil Gaiman. This is my book. Is I wrote this book. It's about stuff. The stuff is stuff. This has been Neil Gaiman. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful night. Go fuck yourself. I'm paid. <laughs> okay, now we need Neil Gaiman like. to narrate the glistening, and it's complete. <laughs> the two ostensibly 18-year-old girls said, Oh, my gosh. If play we, with if he us had a camera, we could play him to narrate over all this. And he whipped out his 10-inch uh, cock. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> Tell me he doesn't sound like that. Tell me he doesn't sound like that. He does. I return your gods. If you haven't heard The Sandman on Audible, it's fucking amazing. I highly recommend it. If you're a fan oh, of the comics, it's really good. I've, the only time I ever heard Neil Gaiman speak was in The Guild Season 5. He has a little cameo. <laughs> Other than that, I have never... I've never so heard him speak. I haven't even read the Sandman comics. You didn't hear him because you <laughs> fell asleep the moment he came on. He it was like a bunch of exciting stuff. It was like, hey, this is Neil Gaiman, and you were like, <laughs> dude. Okay, and so he's a great author. I love Neil Gaiman. He's awesome. But two minutes before we completely run out of time, I know oh, yeah. I'm going to be really quick. I want you to think uh, about this, and I want the audience to think about this and drop it in the comments. If you could pick a shine, right? Because there's different kinds of shine, as we see in Doctor Sleep. What would your shine be? Oh man, asking questions I've never thought of before. Um, and you don't have to answer right now. Like I'm just—it's curious. Oh okay. okay. So because you know I like Rose the Hat. I'm a big fan. You know, and she's got a pretty good yeah. shine. She's clearly one of the most powerful of the shining mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I would probably try to go with some form of her telepathy. Um, otherwise, I really like the the pusher shine to be able to convince people and persuade people and use the persuasion. I'm all about the anti-hero. So I really liked Andy mm -hmm, snake mm -hmm. or snake bite Andy and her power was really cool. I don't think I would take a shine, but I'll think on it. Um, they all seem like a curse in their own way. That's the thing about yeah. superpowers. Right. Everybody's like, dude, I want to be like Spider-Man. It's like, there's problems with being Spider-Man. You ever try jerk off with hands that stick to everything? Um, yes. Okay, well, <laughs> my point's invalid. Anyway, all right, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's late, guys. Okay, so uh, anyway, my shout-outs, I have none. I hope, uh, thank you, you guys, for being on the episode with me. Um, you guys were the rock stars, and that's awesome. But beyond that, um, guys, Thanks this is for has having been... me. Honestly, guys, I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. anytime, anytime at all. Um, this has been Macabre Masters. Uh, we'll be back whenever we come back, and we will see you whenever we see you. Until then, have an amazing, amazing day wherever you are. Hopefully, it's not one o'clock uh, in the morning there, and we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Shameless plug. Check out Dead Bye. Air. Ooh, Dead Air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Do the thing. This meeting has been ended by the host. Okay. Pope. Sorry, I hope you're enjoying this. Maybe you can leave it in if you want to as a little bonus, as an outro. Um, see what everyone says. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm at 25 minutes even. Oh, there's the new link. Um, duty poopy buttholes. That is all I got to say before I hit confirm. Let me in. Let me in. Recording at 2.50 in the morning is ridiculous. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> Dude, I seriously, I seriously just got fucking get low and stand by me confused. You see what I'm saying? Dude, get low and stand.
get get low and stand by me are the same song okay i'm calling it benny king and the yin yang twins get low get low get low get low from the window to the wall okay uh cool turn it into an occult song to the blood drops down my walls yeah oh my god I was I was like trying to do like uh the 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 kind of spoken part of get low so dum 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 and then like I was like dum 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 and I did the snare like and then I was like dum 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 um so yeah uh which is of course Benny King Stand by Me which is a fabulous song okay 